Welcome to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Let's join our geeky hosts on this week's episode. And welcome to another episode of the Have a Drinks with Some Geeks podcast. The only podcast where we drink, discuss geekly topics every week, and you let us know how we how you agree with us or don't agree with us. Yes. Right, I'm one of your hosts, Matt. I'm I'm Adam. I'm back. I'm, I'm back, back, baby. All right, after a one week absence. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, and now that Adam's back, I think it's a good time for us to say, make sure you give us a like, follow us, subscribe to us on all social media platforms, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Grindr. Um, are we on only, Grindr? Only, only Farmers. Only, <laughs> we are Farmers. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. Uh, what's his name in those commercials? Um, um, J.K. Simmons? Yeah, J.K. Simmons. There we go. That's yeah, Tenzin. Tenzin. Or... Uh, uh, J. Jonah Jameson, or Commissioner Gordon, or Commissioner Gordon, or He's any other thing. <laughs> did you ever see? You know, before we get into the meat of the podcast, did you ever see the series he was in called Counterpart? Negative. You should. It's on. I think it's either Showtime or Stars. It basically is a like a. He works for a unknown federal government agency in Germany, mm-hmm. and he doesn't realize that what they're working on is they've discovered how to go to an alternate universe. And so huh. it's kind of a spy thriller that I'm spying on other on their other universe part counterparts that are and it's it's just interesting because the other universe, the human population is like one tenth of what it is here because when they first crossed over, we introduced a virus into them by accident because they didn't have immunities of like smallpox. Oh gotcha. So. it's got him, it's got um the guy from Game of Thrones from the first season he played Daenerys' brother, Viserys. Oh yeah, got his head melted with yeah. uh, with the gold. Yeah, and then it's got. Did you ever watch How I Met Your Mother? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, it was one of Barney's uh, longtime girlfriends in the series. She was in it too. Oh okay. So it's really it's a, I recommend it. So uh, I'll have to check it out. But that's not my key record of the week. Uh, we got ahead <laughs> of ourselves, guys. Um, but we are going to talk about our drink of the week. beverage and join along as the geeks discuss the drink of the week yes so adam go ahead um so this one's a new one for us um so it's uh from cures craft beverage company um they're a another colorado one so this is the orange cream vodka pop Oh, okay. So, so not quite a beer, but not quite a vodka drink. It's kind of a little bit of everything. I mean, it's got a seven percent on it. So I'm like, Ooh, well, then I like that already. Yeah. So we're we're gonna Cures Craft. Yeah, we're gonna give this a a go. It's gluten free too. Oh, because I have you know I'm like the rest of the world who thinks they have issues with gluten. I guess. Yeah. Loveland, it's from give, Loveland. Give me all of the gluten. I mean, I'll, I'll take all. The I'm gluten. a glutton for the gluten. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, cheers, brother. Cheers. Welcome back. Thank you. Ooh. I could drink a six pack of that and not know I was drunk until I was drunk. I know, right? It's uh, it's Probably dangerous. Really good. It's very dangerous. It's like someone dipped my my lollipop or my uh, popsicle into vodka. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a dangerous one. I I could 
this one could be a problem. But yeah, well, that's let's good. give it a go. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, we're recording three of these episodes back to back to back. So in the third one, if we get a little slurry. Listen yes. to this one, you know why. Yeah, we're, uh, we're we hope I, I won't get COVID again. Yeah, well, we're trying to get ahead because it's Christmas time. Yeah. Um, and being Christmas time, I think it's a great, we're not doing a theme month. We're just doing a couple of movies or shows that are Christmas-esque. Um, so I think that brings us into our topic of the week. What are the geeks going to talk about this week? All right. Our topic of the week this week, Adam, something brand new. Um, yes. I actually gave it a wreck last week on the episode. Uh-huh. We're going to talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yes. I uh, I finally got around to watching it per your recommendation. And uh, yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it's only 15 days old, so it's not like we're far behind. True. Probably one of the first things we've recorded that is really close to release date. Everything else has been a little bit true. further on, or at least a month or two out with Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that we're going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, it is a good point to note to the crowd that this uh, the holiday special is a part of Phase Four of the MCU, but it's actually the official ending of Phase Four. That that is what I what you were explaining to yeah. me, and uh, was like, oh okay. I, and I thought they uh, they also uh, I saw some article saying that uh, they filmed this while shooting Guardians of the Galaxy Three. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it makes sense while you're. Might as well. It's not going to take away a lot of your time since you already have the cast, the the visual effects team working, the sets, sets, um, everything, everything. So let's just get right into it, folks. Adam, what is your initial thoughts on on the holiday special? You know, I mean, I'm I've always really liked uh, the Guardians uh, films, and uh, I've been a big fan of James Gunn's for a while. Um, and I thought this was hilarious. I mean, like just. Uh, the whole idea of kidnapping Kevin Bacon <laughs> was funny and like seeing like uh, I mean I I actually really like Dave Bautista. Yeah, I think he he's very underrated as a comedic actor almost because I think he takes the the role so seriously as Drax and it just makes it funnier. <laughs> I you know and I think that's one thing I'll, I'll say I really liked about the holiday special was. Yeah, we had a little bit of, of Star Lord and and Groot and Rocket and all the other characters we put on. It's looking swole, by the way. Well, that'll be a hot take for later. Um, we have them briefly, but it wasn't focused on Rocket and Star Lord. It was definitely like a side story for Drax and, and, and Mantis. Mantis. Yeah, and I like that because you know while they're not lesser guardians in terms of powers or abilities or anything, but they are in terms of screen time. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, look at Dave Bautista's role in Infinity War and Endgame. It was a bit piece. Probably took him three days to record. Yeah, probably. Um, so I, I really liked we had a side story that involved the other guardians. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> that, that, was, that was a fun little uh, kind of nod because I know in the... Uh, in uh, some of the previous Guardians movies, they they mention Footloose and yeah, and how Kevin Bacon is the world's the Earth's greatest hero. Yeah, he saved the whole town with his feet dancing. Yeah, except for uh, whatever uh, what do they call him, uh, Jean Du Hasselhoff. Yeah, uh, David Hasselhoff. Yeah, by the way, but um, but yeah, no, it was it was a great little like 
nod to like, oh, hey, you know, we have a uh, character that uh, is played by a real person. Yeah. And, uh, and Kevin Bacon did a great job just making fun of himself in that sense. Yeah, I think you kind of lean into it a little bit. And um, I, I even love the whole uh, when they kept saying how like actors are. <laughs> douchebags. Douche You're an actor? <laughs> oh, You're the worst, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> you know, I I will, I, you know, one of the things I think that was fun about this was you don't need to watch this for the rest of the MCU to make sense. I don't, it doesn't further any story plot. This doesn't tie into anything besides the characters. Yeah. And it was nice. It was nice to be like, I'm watching something that I don't have to analyze and and think about how this is going to tie into the bigger picture. Yeah, if you don't watch like, the, what forty five minutes yeah. long, and if you don't watch it, you're not. I mean, you're, you're missing fun, but you're not missing heavy Watch. plot for the next yeah. Guardians movie. Yeah, I mean, I, it was great to see uh, Michael Rooker come back as Yondu. Um, yeah, and I like the animation of that. Yeah, that that was actually kind of cool. Yeah, so if if you haven't seen it, so um, they actually switched to an animation. For the the prologue and epilogue, yeah. Exactly. And uh, so that was kind of cool. And then, like, seeing Sean Gunn come back um, as Kraglin and... Yeah. And, you know, we'll go back to the animation piece. I like that because they made it so low-res, 60s, 70s kind of Christmas animation. It reminded me of the animated Lord of the Rings. Uh, like, it reminded me a lot, and I know this is kind of a weird deep take, but, like, did you ever see the movie Heavy Metal? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it kind of major reminded... Major boobage. Yeah, a major boobage, but... <laughs> um, but, no, it kind of, like, it's that same yeah. sort of animation style that, like, Very 70s, rough, very, yeah. very flat, you yeah. know. Um, I, I thought it was awesome because it was just... It, it was nice. It was a good way to bring back... Um, Yondu, and it was a good way to show a young Peter Quill without having to recast people or fill, you know bring Michael Roker back and put him in the blue makeup with the, the headpiece on. Yeah, it was just it was fun. Um, one thing I will say I t- I really did like about it too, and uh, you know we talked about it briefly before we started recording was the the band the old ninety sevens was a real band. Yes, yeah, that was actually something I wanted to like. I was uh, we were talking about it earlier because I wanted to look up more about it because I was like, wait, these guys seem like a real band, and I didn't yeah. know that at the time until you told me. So yeah, and I mean the song was awesome. Mm-hmm. The, the, the they had a couple in there, um, and from what I was reading, they're going to be in the in volume three as well. No, oh, nice. So, but yeah, I mean if you haven't seen it or you have seen it, you know. They're the alien band on on Nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and from what I was reading, it took them like three and a half hours to put on all the prosthetics. Oh, jeez. the whole band just to do that scene. That, that almost seems like a huge pain in the ass, but you you kind of wonder also, it's like Karen Gillian um, playing Nebula, even like Dave, Dave Bautista, Drax, it's like even, it's like how much stuff that, they have to yeah, put on. I mean, you have to put on all that stuff for, for Bradley Cooper to be Rocket. No. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, CGI. But, so, fun fact about about uh, Rocket, when they were filming the first two Guardians of the Galaxy in Infinity War, um, they used, uh, who plays, what? Um, Sean Gunn. Uh, yeah, 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 so Sean. it's like, so Sean Gunn, who's, um, who's James's uh, brother, yeah, he, actually was in like, uh, like a green suit. With little ears, like furry yeah, face like, on. As a point of reference for people exactly. to be on set because it worked. Yeah, 
And and like I know um he played what um I know uh one of my f- other favorite films and we'll get into this a little later like the new Suicide Squad um Sean Gunn played um uh Calendar Man so that's a deep cut for yeah. you know, DC fans but um but yeah no it's I love the fact that James uh, always puts his uh, brother in as something and then like yeah of course Sean Gunn plays uh Craglin in um all the Guardians of the Galaxy movies as well like and so um and he yeah. actually has like a, a, a physical role yeah as well and I, well, I like and I like he his role is so like dumb guy serious guy at the same time hmm. um you know, at one point, like, oh, well, what's your superpower? Because, you know, Star-Lord's half cosm- uh half etern- uh, eternal, um, um, celestial. Yes. Uh, you know, Drax is, from his race, he's, you know, bulletproof, and mm-hmm. all these things, like, <laughs> that was what's, all- what's your superpower? I have an arrow. I haven't but gotten I, the hang of it yet. Yeah, <laughs> I whistle, and it, it does stuff. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Which, I mean, it's great when you when you watch Guardians for the first time. I didn't know anything about Guardians when I watched it the first time. Yeah. And you're like, the, the hell's with this arrow thing? That's kind yeah. of dumb, but okay. No, but it was it was kind of badass, like, showing, um, like, Michael Rooker, like, especially in the first uh, first two, utilizing the arrow. Oh, yeah. Was really cool. But then the sort of passing of the torch, almost, was, um, was a very sweet little moment. Mm-hmm. Um, in, at the end of the second one, and then just kind of Mary Poppins, <laughs> Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> um, but kind of that passing of the torch and seeing how that is, uh, kind of still being like explored yeah. in this yeah. one as well was uh, really awesome. So yeah, you know, and I think one thing I like about Guardians compared to the Thor movies is Guardians has always been set up as a comical, fun, joking kind of series where, you know, and and maybe this is a hot take for later, I don't know yet, we'll see where my train of thought goes, where Thor kind of started off as a serious show, or serious movies, and now has become kind of another comedic element. Well, I think when Thor kind of chose to, or like, made that transition to more the cosmic yeah. realm of things. Yeah, and, where, and that's the... where things became a little bit more comedic. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I I don't know what your thoughts on the newest Thor film was, but I, I really liked um Thor Ragnarok, I think is one yeah. of my favorite um Marvel films just because it was it was funny, it was interesting, it was different. Um it's a great takeaway and, and we can we'll do an episode I'm sure at some point on that one. Yeah. Um but you know Love and Thunder may have missed the mark a little a bit smidgen. And it, that's another deep dive for another day. But it, <laughs> I kinda like how because we did see the Guardians in, in Love and Thunder, mm-hmm. um, and then they come here and we don't really have a reference to what happened, which is good. I'm glad I didn't bring Thor in for a quick cameo or anything like that. Yeah, we didn't need it. One thing I will say that was a lot of fun was when Mantis and Drax get to Earth and they break into Kevin Bacon's house and they have the candy cane and the little and the, and the characters from the small, like, man. small man and he leaves it in the house chasing Kevin Bacon. He's like, I have to go back to the small man. She goes, No. It's like, well, you have a candy cane. Well, take better care of your stuff. And it's just like, <laughs> yes. I like seeing that side of Mantis because she seemed very timid and quiet in the first, in the second movie and a little bit in Infinity War. And now mm-hmm. she kind of 
I feel has come into her personality. Yes, and I think also, like, just how Drax and Mantis interact with one another has, like, that has, like, even in the second film when they, they've actually, they had, like, some really powerful moments that just were kind of the two of them, like, talking. Yeah. Even though, like, there was a lot of comedic elements to it, but still it's like, well, they kind of were kind of two people that really understood yeah. one another. and one thing that I think worked with that is because, you know, historically we've seen in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies that there's always been pairings. You know, you always had Star-Lord and Gamora. You had Rocket and Groot. Mm-hmm. And so Drax was kind of this weird fifth wheel and Nebula kind of fits in there somewhere. Yeah. But now it's, it, Drax has his his foil with Mantis. Mm-hmm. And and you, you see that too in, in Infinity, or in Endgame when Nebula and, and Rocket are the last two surviving members and they have that kind of yeah, interaction together, and even like uh, in Endgame, it's like Rhodey and Nebula, yeah, and, or even like Tony Stark and Nebula, yeah. It's they. I I think that's been, I think a big thing with most of James Gunn's work is that he he creates really good characters that have great relationships with each other and a lot of chemistry and yeah. And I think that's also indicative of what the MCU is doing now is we're having solo movies but we're having pair-ups because it gives them to work against um you know you saw that the first the entire first phase and even part and way in the second and third phase you Mm -hmm. had these individual movies and then you started seeing like civil war and all these and other movies where we're bringing in other characters a little bit more powerful is the like i don't want to call them team-ups but like just sort of the the idea of like there's a bigger universe yeah um that always hit a little harder for me where it was like, oh my gosh, this is like seeing Captain America and and Iron Man work together or work against each other or... or yeah, or you have it, Hulk and, and, and Thor teaming up. And exactly. It kind of, it just kind of made, made this big universe feel more connected. Yeah, I agree. Um, so what's another thing that you thought was a good takeaway from this? Well, I mean... It's like I love the uh, <laughs> finally seeing Cosmo the space dog. That with was lines, that was pretty with the funny. Powers. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Um, but I mean, as a big fan of James Gunn, um, I mean, I know if you're not um, fully aware, um, James Gunn is no longer going to be working with Marvel. He's actually going to be in charge of the DC DC universe. Yep. And so, I mean, it's it's sad because I think he will be greatly missed at Marvel. <laughs> yeah, but I think he will inject some, hopefully, continuity into the DC universe. I mean, like, and I, I keep saying it's like I really loved the Suicide Squad movie and even Peacemaker. I don't know if you. I, I've that watched one. the first few. I haven't caught up on it. It's so good. Um, but it's like I think James Gunn, like, will bring a, a definitely a. A lot of uh, much-needed energy and stuff to yeah. the DC Expanded Universe. Um, because I feel like that's always been something that's been really lacking. Um, oh, I agree. And, uh, I mean, I know um, there's just brand new uh, kind of news coming out that Patty Jenkins, I guess the Wonder Woman 3, is kind of being put on hold. I'm okay with that. Um, I am completely okay with it. I think as well. DP needs to reevaluate its slate. Hopefully, they don't they don't get rid of the whole 
now that Henry Cavill's coming back as Superman, they don't scrap that, which would be a shame because he I, left The Witcher for it. Well, that there's a lot of rumors regarding why he left The Witcher. Um, it could be because of Superman. It could be because the uh, writers weren't taking The Witcher uh, source material very seriously. Yeah, and there's been a lot of, a lot of rumors is, coming out. Yeah, which is sad. And I mean, I'm I'm a big like I'm a big Witcher fan. No, you're not um, a big Witcher fan. You're a big Henry Cavill fan. No, I actually read <laughs> the Witcher books and played the games, and I'm like I. Yes, I like Henry Cavill. He's a he. I think he's a terrific actor, and I think he brought a lot of seriousness to um, to The Witcher as a character. And I think he's one of my favorite. He's probably my favorite Superman. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. At least modern times. I mean, Christopher Reeves was good for what it was. Yeah, I mean, but it's like Christopher Reeves always had the um, sort of like a wink, if you know. Yeah, what he, I was mean. That, like, he was that good old boy. It was sort of like, oh, I'm, I'm Superman. Ding! Yeah. And it's like, it it never really connected for me. And, like, I liked the fact, because I, I always, and I will say, like, I always had a problem with Superman as a character just because of, um, he was always like, he was the Christ character. He was always too perfect. And yeah. I think... Um, Henry Cavill injected a lot of humanity into the world. I agree. Um, but like, I mean, I, I just think that, um, they can, they, I just want to see kind of what they're going to do going forward. Um, and I mean, like I said, it's like, I don't, I, I'm not a big fan of, uh, like I, I, we were talking about this earlier, like the first Wonder Woman movie was okay. And see, I disagree. I think it was, it was the best DC movie to come out of that. It's no more to clear. <laughs> no, it's not. Because Man of Steel was really good. Man of Steel was really good. But I I think that everyone put, like, Patty Jenkins up on this pedestal of, like, oh, my and, gosh. And she, I didn't think it was. I think the writing helped. I don't think directing. She was phenomenal. There wasn't any weird or phenomenal directing choices that she did. Mm-hmm. But I think that her... Um, her writing was well good. The movie, really, that movie was made better by by the cast, the acting. True, and, but it's like the second film, um, Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. Nineteen eighty, go in the garbage. Was awful. Yeah, this it was so childish and cartoony, and the writing of it even was well. Just I think terrible. I'm not sure how much is, and I'm not saying Patty Jenkins is phenomenal and, and the best, but how much do you think of that came from? Warner Brothers, when they were saying we need to lighten up the universe, it needs to not be so dark. Yeah, but that's the first movie that they did after Shazam. Yeah, but Shazam's always been kind of that character. Shazam was like, I think, from a sense, it was like, okay, it is technically a kid. Yeah, and it worked. Yeah, I I just I wonder how much. I'm not not saying she's fully responsible or or at all responsible. I don't know what happened behind the scenes, but I wonder how much Warner Brothers really put their put their Knows is where it didn't belong in that movie. It, it's true. I mean, it that could be, and like we're we we're not on set with these people, so we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But I just was so appalled by yeah Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, and everyone was just kind of like I felt like everyone was like oh my god Patty Jenkins is this amazing director, and I'm like if we were to compare the first Wonder Woman. To the bo- like to the most basic Marvel film. Like, 
not even the best Marvel film. Would you say that it was like say such a great par. film? I'd say it'd be on par with the mid-tier MCU movies. And but that's like again, that's kind of I feel like the low bar to clear. Not really, because if you look at the bottom of the barrel DC movies, they're worse than MCU bottom oh, of the barrel movies. True. Yeah, but I I just was I just was not impressed and like so. I, I'm curious to see what James Gunn is going to bring to this. Yeah, it'll um, be interesting. Because, I mean, I will say the newest Suicide Squad movie was fantastic. Oh, yeah. It was a good, it was a nice peacemaker. It was nice. Amazing. That show was hilarious. Um, And we'll have to see what they do with The Flash, if that even... I, it'll come out. I mean, they've spent some, it's been so publicized that if it didn't come out, it'd be like the biggest... Fiasco, I think, for Warner Brothers PR. Yeah, well, but, I mean, also, I think, uh, whatever, Ezra Miller has kind of been shooting himself in the foot <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> like, yeah. take off my shoes and shoot myself in the foot again. But I, I just am curious to see kind of what is going to come. And, I mean, yeah, hopefully having someone like James Gunn who could maybe provide a clear direction kind of almost in, in in the sense of a kevin feige yeah um because i i thought i read initially like kevin feige when he was wanting to retire he wanted to have james gunn take over the marvel yeah cinematic universe but again okay. that didn't go so well but... he, he can give it to the russo brothers yeah i mean who knows but i i just was um I was kind of like, I I think that losing James Gunn is a is a big loss for Marvel. I think but it, it a is a big gain for DC. It will be interesting, but I mean, how much James Gunn is in Marvel besides Guardians? True. I mean, but I think that he. I, I mean, he already said before he even went to DC that Guardians three was it. Yeah, they're done. Well, and he, he stepped got, away. Yeah, he got fired. Oh yeah, I got fired, hired, rehired. Yeah, it, it became complicated, but yeah. Um, um, but so let's get back a little bit on topic here on this, Adam. Stay on topic. <laughs> um, last thing I'll bring up about this before we move into hot takes. My favorite part of this 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 one off show, the bar scene. That was actually watching them get drunk. Yeah, and and they were. Didn't know they were drunk, and you know, let's do the shot of this. And like, this is delicious. Yeah. Um. It was. It was like. I mean. It. I think they had a lot of great moments. And again, I hate to keep harping on it, but I think this is James Gunn's like the magic he brings. Yeah. To this. To the scenario, and um, I think yeah, having um Mantis and Drax kind of doing their thing. Was good. I mean, because it's like, I mean, I though say what you will about Chris Pratt. Um, <laughs> we won't get into that, but I think it was really cool to just see Drax and Mantis just because they had great chemistry together. And, yeah. Um, just kind of having them. I agree. Thing. I agree. Um, and uh, that that was I, I really enjoyed seeing just all that. And then, yeah, the whole <laughs> hunting down Kevin Bacon <laughs> was funny. And, uh, um, Oh yeah. So I, I really enjoyed it. 
All right, well, let's move on into our hot takes. Hot takes. What are they going to say this week? This one I mean, I'll, I'll start with my, my biggest hot take, and it's two words. Swole Groot. Swole Groot. What the hell happened? Hey, I mean... The, because we saw him in Guardians, or in uh, Endgame. Mm-hmm. We saw him a in little Infinity bit War. in Infinity War. We saw him in Thor, Love and Thunder, and he was still kind of tall and skinny. Like, he was going to start aging into the group we remember from the first movie. Yeah. And then this movie happens, and it's like... Groot has been lifting with Drax for many a couple years now and is like he reminded me of what Kevin Hart would look like if he worked out as much as The Rock. True. The one thing I will say, um, it kind of like it reminds me of like where when we saw Groot in Infinity War and um Endgame, he was kind of that prepubescent teen almost whereas I feel like in this he is more like going through his uh like he's going through puberty and he's he's this uh he's getting big and yeah I'm trying um, I'm looking up what he looked like in Love and Thunder and yeah I mean yeah the same as he did pretty much in uh Infinity War yeah um but uh I mean, it like I think it'll be uh, like it's kind of like him going through puberty, like almost like he's he's become the football player and he's yeah he's seventeen and he's doing his thing. So, <laughs> um, but I mean, I still love the fact that it's like yeah, it's still Vin Diesel. Oh, he's definitely telling the voice this time. Oh yeah, <laughs> it definitely has changed. Yeah, but I mean that's not a bad thing. It's we we. we I mean, I think by the end of the third one, we'll be back to what we were used to with Groot. His full cycle as a character growth, literally growth. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just a little weird because it was just like, Love and Thunder wasn't out that long ago. And all of a sudden it's like, yeah, we skinny to Groot to swole Groot. Yeah. So, I mean, hey. But then again, Groot can change size and form and do all this stuff. So maybe it's just something he was doing as a, he, he made a female Groot and had to look a little swole to maybe, take maybe. her out and hurt on a date. I always thought like Groot was kind of the last of his kind was kind of the could be the thing, but I I don't know who knows. I'm, I mean, I'm not I'm not very versed on the lore I'm of Groot. of Groot. I mean, you know, based on what happened in Infinity War or not Infinity War, the first one, can he just break off a finger and grow himself a friend? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just plant himself because that's what Rocket did. Is just yeah, planted one of his sticks that fell off or yeah. he found, and who knows? Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But um. I know, um, so I guess let me get into my hot take. And I know it's a little bit of a departure from the topic, but um, apparently, so Dave Batista has been campaigning for years and years and years to play Marcus Phoenix in the Gears of War yeah. movie that apparently is going to come out. Um, and I mean, I think he's perfect casting for it. Like, I think so, too. Um 
He's he's a fantastic actor, and I think he's <laughs> he looks exactly like Marcus Phoenix. But um, apparently, the one of the developers um, said, "Please keep Chris Pratt away from the movie from yeah. Gears of War." I'm okay with that. I agree with that. I, I mean, I hate to say it. It's like I I'm not I'm not terribly against Chris Pratt, but. I do feel like he's been in a ton of stuff, and I think he's oversaturated not. the market for Chris Pratt ever yeah. since he, because he really made his debut in Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, and but he like he was on Parks and Rec. Before. Yeah, but I mean, it was just a TV spot. He also became skinnier, worked out, and yeah, for he, the Star Lord he, part, he went from fat and all of a sudden to to, to, to Star Lord, and yeah. then now he's crazy Christian Pratt. Yeah, but it's like he was in Jurassic World. Jurassic and, World. He's been. I mean, he's now in the new Mario. Which I'm fine with. Going to look at him. I mean, eh, it's all good. Look, <laughs> you know, talk about Magnificent Seven, Tomorrow War, um, from the Amazon show. His, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy kind of jump started his movie career. Yeah, I think he. It definitely made him more of a uh, a star, like. He had a little bit more star power, like, after doing Guardians. Um, so I'm like, hey, I mean, I, I don't want to say, like, keep him away from it, but I just don't see him as a as a character in the Gears of War franchise at all. But Yeah, maybe, I don't see him as a character either. I mean, maybe playing um, Baird, but... That's not. Yeah, I mean, we're good. Keep him out. I'm I'm good with just uh, let's get, let's get Dave Bautista in Gears of War. Come on, I'm okay, he's, Sam. He's he's Marcus Phoenix. He, he's pretty much he was born to play the role. Now, how totally a little bit off subject, but kind of keeping what we just talked about there. How do you feel about if we had a Dave Bautista, Dwayne Johnson, and um, John Cena team up in that movie? See that. It'd be fine, but I like because I, I mean, to those of you who have never played the game, pretty much all of the characters in Gears of War are all swole. Oh, they're massive, guys. wearing these massive pieces of armor, huge yeah. guns, chainsaw but, guns. Yeah, so I mean, it would work, but I just don't know who, yeah, who would be able to play or like who they would play as in terms of characters, unless you're kind of like, oh, they're gonna be a new character yeah. or something like that but um i ju- i just am like yeah i mean i'd love to like definitely get the big big dudes to play the big dudes in the in the, in the movie but um at this point i'm just focused on like let's let's make sure we get marcus phoenix cast right yeah i agree um i mean and then even getting um uh dom would be another one to get Cast right, mm-hmm. Coltrane would be another one, but Baird and everyone else you could cast who whomever it doesn't matter to me. I just am like you got to get the sort of these big three. But I think just as long as you can get like a good uh, like good chemistry between the squad because it it was always like yeah it was always the four of them mm-hmm. as kind of the, your big squad and um but. Uh, I do have kind of one reservation um, like to those of us who have played the game. We know the story. 
we we know how it ends we know where it goes and and that's always kind of something that bugs me whenever they try and adapt a movie to like a, a a video game to a movie or something like that it's like we we know where the story goes why not tell us something make, new you can make the same assumption with books turned into movies true but it's like at least with books you can kind of take some like creative liberties with casting and true cuz stuff like yeah. that but it's like i think especially video games being uh, very an, an interactive it, it's yeah. an interactive medium and it's like we're you kind of like i i know where we know where kind of the gears one two and three goes and then we have gears four or five and i yeah. know where they go now and it's sort of like well why just rehash this um has kind of been always my thing is kind of like I'm, I I figured if uh, like for instance I know they're trying to make a Mass Effect. Um, so if you're talking about that sense, do you think? And I know we're staying off topic on this a little bit more. <laughs> we're 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 getting a little off. Yeah, I don't. I'll, I'll just ask you this question before we move back on to to the holiday special. Do you think Halo, the TV show, did that right by going with an original story? than sticking with what we saw in the games. Well, I would prefer... Like, I prefer the original story to be, like, an original story. Like, because it's like with Halo, it's like you can you can tell something kind of different. But, uh, and I mean, I know they've written multiple books about Halo, and they've written multiple books about Gears of War and Mass Effect and all yeah. that. But it's sort of like, maybe, like, would it have been better almost to not tell a story of... John one one seven. Yeah. Or tell the story of a different Spartan. Well, um, I mean, have you watched the series? A little bit. So I know. Later. So it is a different universe. Yeah. They're they're just not having any time, which I'm I'm good with because it's yeah. like okay, we're not we have the same character, but we're not having the same universe. Yeah, we're not we're not constrained to what we already know. Yeah. I I just kind of would prefer like. Hey, like, let's maybe like focus on a different character. Okay. Let's focus on something, something new, something like tell an original story. It can be set in that framework. Okay. Of like, say, like, oh yeah, this is certain story aspects still happen, but like maybe focus on someone like someone different. Okay. And I think that might be the better way to go because it makes it one as a fan of the series. You can be like, oh gosh, this is a cool, new, interesting story that's set within this framework or this universe yeah. that I love. Um, and so you can kind of tell that, tell something new. But I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of gets hard when I start to think about things, and I'm like, well, how many times can we rehash the same thing? Yeah, I agree. Um, so I'll, we'll move back to the holiday special. Sorry, quick. no, it's fine. Um, my last hot take I have on the holiday special is: I know we didn't need it, but I would like to see a little bit of Gamora story in there. True, like maybe something that she comes back to nowhere at, at the end, and it kind of sets up where we're going to go with the next movie. That that could have been interesting, or even have like a what's she doing right now? Yeah, man? or like you could almost have like a you no. Know, Marvel loves to do their whatever and credit scenes. Yeah. Those credit scenes have something. Cause I mean, I all I know that she's doing at this point is she's now head of the Ravagers. Yes, that's from what I, from what read. I gathered from the, yeah. from the movie. But I mean, 
it would just been interesting to have a little tidbit besides, oh yeah, he's depressed because he had because Gamora's gone. Yeah. It's okay. Get it, understand it. We also saw that in Love and Thunder. Yeah. But uh, could you have said, like, and I'm not, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate because, uh, I mean, I completely agree with you, but um, could have been kind of nice to maybe just keep the story simple? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I liked it because it's simple in that matter. I just yeah. wish maybe the fanboy and me and the fan service would be nice to have that bull piece. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, that would have been nice. I just, uh, sometimes it's kind of nice to have like a little little something yeah what did you think about uh i mean i i guess is i don't think this is a spoiler but apparently mantis and peter being related i liked it it made it made sense for um where her story may go in the next movie mm-hmm. and it kind of ties her into how she was created and her her role in in, in volume two yeah um, you know, because they just, never really touched no. upon that. They well, just, she just were like, sort of like, like kidnapped as well. Yeah. What What could have been? And I was like, oh, we kind of have a little bit of an answer. Hmm. And I like that Chris Pratt or not Chris uh, Star Lord was like, I have a sister. Cool hug. I was like, it wasn't awkward. It didn't yeah. make it weird. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was fine. I I just was, you know, it was kind of different. Yeah, but, I could, I was on that. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our hot takes and and this episode, Adam. Um, any any final conclusions on the holiday special for us? Um, no, like definitely check it out. I mean, I'm not a you know me, I'm not the biggest Christmas person ever, but um I thought this was funny. It yeah. was um it was very entertaining, and especially it's like something that's like just forty five minutes and kinda fun to fun to watch and easy to get through and Yeah. That's a good forty two minutes of I enjoyed myself, and and I, I it was a good one off for me. Yeah, exactly. So I I I definitely recommend it. So if you uh, have not seen it, um, definitely check it out at Disney Plus. It's uh, it's well worth the watch. All right, and you know, let me bring this up real quick while we're while we're wrapping up this topic. What do you think of the new of the new ship? It looks cool. I mean, I. Am I kind of a sucker for the old one? I like the old. I like the Milano, yeah, but I like the Milano what they. I like what they named this one. Um, what was the name again? The Bowie. The, the Bowie. Bowie. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Ziggy Stardust. Yes, exactly. But um, no, it's a, like it looks cool, and I think especially showing the how the Guardians are now more of a. They're not just a ragtag group now. They're agreed. They're kind of. A little bit more organized. Yeah. And got more stuff going on. No, I mean, on, hell, so. they own nowhere. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, but yeah, no, I uh, I enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Uh, but Check I, it out, people. Yeah, give it a go. All right. Well, that moves us into um, that time of the week where we give our Geek Wreck of the Week. It's time for the Geek Wreck of the Week. What are the geeks going to recommend? So, um, Adam... I'll let you give your geek wreck this week. Um, I don't know if this is a recommendation, but um, it's more uh, congratulations to um, the actor Christopher Judge, um, who just won Best Performance um, in a Video Game Series um, yeah. for God of, uh, God of War Ragnarok. Um, and uh, I just want to say congrats. Um, been a huge fan of his uh, since Stargate uh, SG-1. Um and uh yeah congrats man like you 
You, you knocked it out of the park. <laughs> no, it was it was. I, I I think he wholly deserved that award. Absolutely, um, his voice is just so iconic for that series right now. Yes, and I mean, if he they, is. If he they is. ever make a God of War a movie, hey, Christopher Judge is right there. As long as they don't use Chris Pratt. <laughs> as long as they don't use Chris Pratt, unless he's like playing some character that gets murdered. He can play. He can play. Um, he can play his son Loki. Yeah. He can be the boy. <laughs> boy. <laughs> All right. But yeah, I just wanted to say that that was kind of my thing. Is like he he had a great um, acceptance speech, and so congratulations, uh, Mr. Judge. You are a legend. Um, really appreciate um, the contributions you've made to the medium. So yeah, I second that. Um, so my geek wreck of the week this week, tying into the video game awards, we got the release trailer and date for. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Yes. Oh, that yes. looks so good. Yes, it does. Um, I'm very interested to see how his story furthers. Yes. Um, I'm very interested to see what is going on in that universe because it's while we're taking place at the same time as Kenobi is taking place at the, at the moment, we're not tying into it. Maybe, maybe we will. Um, but it's nice to have another story in the universe that doesn't necessarily have to tie into the start to the to the Skywalker saga. Exactly. And I mean I like I always uh if you if you wanted me to ever get on my high horse, get me get me some drinks and I I'll talk to you about how I'm tired of the Skywalker. Adam, our podcast is about drinking. I know. But um I get very tired of like how Skywalker is like this it's like the end all be all of the Star Wars universe is it all ties into the Skywalkers or the Palpatines. And I'm like, I love the fact that it's a, again, a unique story with mm-hmm. new characters. And you know, it's just, I, I'm super psyched. Uh, if you have not played that game, um, check it out. It's hard as hell, but um, it's a ton of fun. Oh, it's a great game. Oh, yeah. All right, folks. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of the Have a Drink, Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast, um, where we talked about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. So we want to thank you guys for giving us a listen this week. Um, we'll be doing one more Christmas themed episode next week um, before we head into our end of the year wrap up. Yes. Um, so before you guys uh, hit hit pause and and stop this episode and listening to us, just remember follow us, like us, subscribe to us, and all major podcast platforms um, at Geek Drink Pod. Downloads, uh, stream our podcast on any major podcast platform. Yep. Um, link will be in the description below and all of our podcast um, social media icons. And thanks again for listening. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. All right. You guys have a good week. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye.